podcast listeners, it's VA, and this is episode 21. I think it's 21. I don't know how to count after 20, I guess, but of Barely On Topic, the Boston Bruins podcast, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. So in this episode, we're talking about the 7th Player Award. Uh, we all have differing opinions on who it should go to, and it makes for a lively conversation. But before that, instead of talking about the game of the week, we decided to have a little bit of a catharsis uh, about the losing streak that the Bruins have decided to go upon. Anyway, it is a little bit longer of an episode than last week. It is enjoyable and funny and fun. And at the very end, after our bare necessities, we have something that I just tacked on because it was a funny thing that happened in the warm-up. And I didn't know quite where to put it. But anyway, uh, it's there. So somehow or another, we don't have full crew again. Uh, because I think maybe we're not allowed to have everybody in one spot anymore. But we do have Jeff back this week, and Nick is out. But we have Anthony, Timmy, Kate, myself, um, somebody's dog, maybe. I don't know. Lots of people. And lots of things. Nouns. They're great. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Alright, so after the Bruins have lost, uh, what, I don't know. Seven of nine? Is it seven of nine? Something no, like it's like that. eight of nine. Six of eight? Most. <laughs> Six of one and half dozen of the other. <laughs> um, anyway, after they've lost all of the games, just all of them, <laughs> except for one. Two. There was, there was Toronto and, and St. Louis that they won, I guess. Yeah. They tried Amazing. like hell to lose against St. Louis. Oh, for crying out loud, yes. Oh, my God. Well, okay, uh, so let me finish my intro. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So many feels. So many feels. Go on. Um, I usually associate so many feels as being kind of a positive thing. No, this is more of like, <laughs> fuck you, Bruins. You guys suck. This checks out. <laughs> so after they've lost all the games we're sitting here going do we want to talk about a game of the week i mean we should maybe like touch on the win against the blues because i really chalked that up as a loss i did i did i did i did i did it did, did whoa Whew, let's stop that um i did and they actually won but they really tried very hard to lose it um we're not going to talk about a game of the week. Let's just have a bitch session. Who wants to start? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ah, uh, Jeff. I will open with the following. Fuck, 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 goddamn cockballs, motherfucker. <laughs> Second. Uh, notarized. God. Um, so, basically, if you have young children at home <laughs> and you're listening to this podcast, you might consider putting some headphones on or not listening to it in front of your children. Or your boss or something. Oh, my goodness. Well, But, um, but really, uh, I don't even know what to say. Like, really, the we... The loose game was ridiculous. I mean, like, they're up five to two, and I'm like, oh, my God, they have, like, a whole period left. And then I actually say, they can't fuck this up, right? And I, of course they can. Oh, my God, I felt so bad for that. I really felt responsible. Seriously. I, I think that if you have to ask yourself, they can't possibly fuck this up, you have to just say, 
Yeah. They can because they're the Bruins. I mean, right now, at this point in time. You know, two years ago, was it two seasons ago when they won the President's Trophy and they had that really huge hot streak too early, but they had that hot streak and we were like, wow. Well, I didn't know any of you then, but I was like, wow, this is so exciting. I love this. Undefeated in the Miseroic era. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fucking Mazaros. Yeah. Can't believe that thing happened. <laughs> I often forget about him, other than the scene on on Behind the Bee when when Zidane uh, Otaro is is introducing him and he's like, "Hi, I'm Andre Mazaros. Hi, I'm Andre Mazaros. Hello, I'm Andre Mazaros." And he shakes everybody's hand and he says the same thing over oh and over and over God. again, like six times. But you know, but Andre three thousand is my favorite hockey nickname of all time, and I coined that one, so I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he'll never have a song that's as great as Hey Ya. Well, that's no, true. of course not. That He's not true. outcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying that's where I go. Um, Although I kind of want to hear him sing Hey Ya. No. Uh, you mentioned that. No, I don't. <laughs> no, let's leave it to the professionals. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I got it. You know what we're going to do, Anthony? Some night, you and I are going to end up at a karaoke bar, and I'll sing it for you. Oh! And you can pretend that it's Andre Mazaros if you really want. <laughs> you can pretend you're Andre Mazaros. That would be funny as hell. I'm a defenseman. Sure. I can totally <laughs> sing like, in a, in a, in a like Slovak that. accent. Look at him. The listeners, he's shaking his head. No. We'll get hey, did you models. hear my master performance last week? Oh if your God. German was excellent. <laughs> Nick as Chara was freaking hilarious. Yeah, oh, no, no, must have been a bad potato. <laughs> no ghost. <laughs> I just about died when you did that. That was awesome. Oh my God. I, I was just glad to be like part of it, honestly, with like especially like the Bruins seem to get their shit together. <laughs> The pause probably and not. probably not was perfect. <laughs> I I actually have that soundbite isolated, so I can just throw that wherever I want, anywhere, in any audio recording if I want. Oh, Instead my- of an intro this week, just play that. <laughs> <laughs> True, Will the yeah. Bruins make the playoffs? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, we should have a magic crystal ball. Woo. <laughs> Crystal Ball, tell me, what are the Bruins going to make the playoffs? Probably not. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. So, uh, more bitch fest. Um, we had Jeff started off. Who else wants to bitch? So, in the second period of that game, I laid out an outliner for the Bruins of what you can do to try to get back into that Hawks game. You don't want to spread the zone because you can easily have passes picked off. You want to just hunker down, make the smart outlet play out of the defense, and then literally right after I pushed comment, Bolesky tried to split the zone, and it gets picked off, and then they get fucking scored against. I'm like, I laid it out for you, dickhead! Don't do that! And then you do it. You know, if Matt Bolesky had not done that, you could yell at him then for checking his email while he was on the ice, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to say, he probably didn't read the comment thread. Just saying. But you know what? I just want to say, it's so good that we actually had a comment thread. Yeah. Thank you. 
I, I meant I was I was thinking about it. I was like, this is going to suck. And then we actually had an interesting third period. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I put this one up. <laughs> and you did see that me, me going on a walk um, apparently paid some dividends, at least in the short term. Um, yeah, I went probably... downstairs and did laundry. <laughs> I, I like... went out for, for yeah, half, two thirds of the second and a chunk of the first and chunk of the third. And that's when all the goals happened. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> half of the second. Why did you come home? It was pouring rain by the end of the walk. <laughs> I, I just went, fuck this. Went downstairs, did some laundry. You know, if I'm doing laundry when I should be watching hockey, it's not going well. <laughs> so I did that and I came back. They had scored two goals. I'm like, oh, that's nice. They came within two, but it was still two goals that they didn't have. And it's zero you know, points. Despite the bad start, certain players did have really good games. Um, Corey Crick had a good game. Noel Achari. Yeah, I love Noel Achari. I just want to say, I really, really love this kid. He's going to be, he's... <sighs> yeah, I, need I, mean... to, I need to get an Achari's jersey. And oh, by the way, at Cuts for a Cause, I think I saw his parents, but I was Aww. a little too afraid to go talk to them. <laughs> because it was like I don't know. I mean, they were both wearing Achari jerseys, and I was like, "That's probable." Not too many people will have Achari jerseys yet, I would think. Especially if they're standing next to each other and like two at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And it's like they were doing their own thing, and I didn't want to oh. interrupt them. And then I also, you know, in those moments, I tend to say stupid things all the time. <laughs> so I almost said, "I'm for Rhode Island," which would have been really dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to get a little bit into the conversation before you dive into that one. <laughs> well, I would have said, what I would have said was, oh, are you Noel's parents? He's doing so great. We love him so much. I'm from Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little non sequitur. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> My friend in college had a crush on a guy and they were like, she met him again. Like she saw him in like this, like the, uh, like the game room in their dorm. And she went up to him. And the first thing that she said to him was, you have a ball. <laughs> Cause he was just like holding on like some like pool cue ball or something. That was pretty bad. She just never talked to him again. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, if you go to a restaurant in Providence um, <laughs> late night and you order arancini, mm. do not be afraid. I mean, I mean, don't don't be surprised if they come back saying, "Oh, here's your balls." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh God, it's not wrong. I like how we are totally avoiding. We are not talking about the games at all. We are doing everything we can to just not talk about these last couple of games. I would much rather talk about my saucy Italian waiter last night (laughs) than talk about the Bruins games of this past week. Um, I honestly, the the Blues game, I watched the first period. I went, "Mm, oh my God, I know how to fix the audio on that one bonus bear. And so then I spent the rest of the game working on that. Because I got an idea and I didn't want to forget it. And I think I managed to salvage it. So, yay. So I was working um, on stuff for viewers that they're probably not going to care about. But, hey, I do it for you. Anyway. (laughs) And uh, this game, I kind of checked out after a while. Because after the other team scores um, five or six or ten. It was six, six unanswered goals at that point. Uh, it's it's hard to want to sit and watch the the massacre. I was running the Twitter and doing the game thread, and there were times where I've just like I just mentally checked out, and I was just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> just like because I was just like, 
you know, I had gone to my happy place. I was well, just like, ugh. Really good one to summarize, summarize the weekend is um, uh, Ty Anderson has this his tweet from about a half hour ago. Uh, tell me the Bruins would give up 11 goals this weekend, and I'd say they were 0-2-0. But tell me they scored 10, and I'd think 2-0-0. Weirdest season. He's not wrong. Yeah, it is. It's a very strange season. And did you see that? Did you see that stat about what was it? Erickson, Marchand, and Berge having like the most goals of any line in the NHL. It's just such but, a pity our defense is hard. Except for Eric, <laughs> Louis only been playing with them for like two games. Yeah, yeah so but it's still, a little so bit false. carried over, but still. Yeah, it looks far less impressive when you put Brett Conley up there who played <laughs> a majority of the season with him. Yeah, oh, and then uh, Lee Sempniak, I think, has only scored one. Here's the thing, though, is those numbers are probably a little high, but I doubt they're that much higher than a lot of other teams. Mm. Yeah, probably. Well, they were comparing, like, the the line in Dallas. Yeah. Who is it? Ben and Sagan and oh. who's the fucks? I don't is care. Sh- sharp? No. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I like you. I don't but, care. <laughs> and here's the thing is actually, here's follow-up to that. If you fall, add in Krejci, Spooner, and Bolesky, it ends up being 61% of the goals, 45% of the shots, and 54% of the points. <sighs> That's six players. That doesn't sound that off-base to me, to be perfectly honest. Well, if you, they're your top six. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay, no defenseman there, but that's because poor poor Krug can't buy a goal. Poor, poor, poor Tory Krug. <laughs> but Well, I, I I think if you're looking at your defense to be your big scoring. I think you hope to see a defenseman in that list though, especially someone that gets his massive amount of power play time as Krug does. You know, I'd be fine to see a defenseman just below that list. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, me what I mean? Too. But uh, but as, as, but seeing a defenseman in the top six for scoring, it's not my idea of what they really need to do. Now, mm. granted, even though I've only been watching for a few years, I have a really old school, very old school definition of, of defenseman. But, you know, I mean, I, I think it's great when they can score and everything. I think when the Bruins played the Predators the last time, the, the top scorer for the team, not goal scorer, but the, the scorer in points, uh, was Roman Yossi, and he's their defenseman. So I, yeah. I just think, like, you want your top scorer to not be your defenseman. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you if your seventh person is a defenseman or your sixth, I, I can give you six. As I said, I, w- I wouldn't want to see two of them in there. It's one in that top six scorers would be goal scorer. But it's goal scoring, too. And even the sco- scoring defensemen don't usually score a lot of goals unless they're Brent Burns. Mm. <clears throat> Incidentally, Brent Burns probably be my vote if I had a vote for uh, for Norris this year. Actually, uh, yeah, mine as well. <laughs> He's my vote for hairy guy. Hairy, hairy, hairy guy. And toothless, well, hairy and toothless. He's my my uh, go-to guy. Honestly, if I was to put together the three faces of the league, he'd be one of them at this point because he's just he's just he's just. He's got a, he's got a uh, memorable face for sure. <laughs> Kim, no, Ovi, and, and, and P.K. Subban would probably be my faces of the league at that point, just because all of them have an excess of personality, and two of them are ridiculous looking. Not P.K. Subban. I should <laughs> no, say no, that. No, no. Subban is perfectly fine. He's a handsome man. Ovi um, is an ugly bastard. <laughs> well, okay. As a person, he's a handsome man. As a Habs, he's ugly as fuck. <laughs> as hab, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's just put it that way. Uh, I actually had a conversation with somebody down in Providence at the game last night, and we, he also being a Bruins fan, said, "Oh yeah, if we could have PK Subban, I'd be, I'd welcome him with open arms. I love him, not his game all the time. It's like I felt like I was talking to a mirror in a way." Yeah, that's uh, actually kind of a rare thing to hear from just a you know standard run of the mill boilerplate Bruins fan because yep. 
a lot aren't really willing to look past the whole being a hab thing. I don't That's necessarily think that. why I met, remembered it because I remembered that he said it. And I'm like, this sounds like something that I have said in the past. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Anthony, why don't you do some bitching right now? Okay. You know what? Going to ease into the bitching. <laughs> I know. I really just love calling on Anthony at times because he's just like. You just told me to say something and I don't know what to say. <laughs> put on the spot. It's uh, it's so nerve wracking. I'm just so mad at these stupid Bruins for being stupid at hockey. They can clearly do it. They can clearly put wins together. They can score on goalies. They can play against good teams. And then they just fucking don't. These truckle fucks are going to get Claude fired. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. cool. We don't want that. <laughs> It's, for a guy who could, who should be up for the Jack Adams Award, they're going to get his ass fired. About three weeks ago, people were saying he should be the pick for Jack Jack Adams, and then the world fell apart. <laughs> okay, you know what? What is Claude supposed to do at this point? I mean, it's he's putting together teams that could. They've obviously scored what ten goals now, eleven goals in two games. They can score. They just can't defend. Ugh, Morrow cannot connect a pass. To save his life. He had such a good early game and then just fell apart. Like, like the, he had that awesome play against Weiss early in the game. And then, well, yeah. that, that first how, that first Kane goal. How much do you think it is the young defensemen overthinking what they're doing? I don't know. That's actually something I'm thinking a bit in general. Is The criticisms Claude gets about young players don't really check out for forwards. I think they absolutely do with defensemen. Yeah, hmm. me too. He looked, because, like Dougie, like Dougie okay. he really restrained Dougie, Dougie some minutes for a long time there. Um, and this year, you know, he keeps keep playing Seidberg and McQuaid over guys who are probably better, and as a result, they have no confidence. I say probably. Mm-hmm. The evidence is mixed, of course. But I include, I include Chiller in that in addition to Trotman and Morrow. All of them have been really inconsistent. None of them have really gotten consistent minutes either. Defense seem, defense seem, Rolling youth experience versus youth and defense seems to be actually would be the one place I would point to as a flaw in how Claude coaches. And as a result, now that we're forced to roll a whole shitload of these guys, and it might be more depending on how hurt McQuaid is if they have to call up Chiller. Who was a healthy scratch today, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, Chiller was a scratch? Yeah. Well, he yeah. played he last scratched. night as well, so. And he was all over the ice, so. But anyway, point being is I think defense is the. Young defense is a little bit of a problem with Claude. A tiny bit. Well. My point is, though, if you're saying that he started off the game so well, something happened between the start of the game and the next two periods that I think well, sometimes people overthink their game. They well, just... exactly. After the turnover that caused the first king goal at that four-on-four. Okay. Oh, you, that would ruin a game for you the rest of the game because that was colossally bad. <laughs> and that's the, that's the problem with those guys. Sorry, VA. Uh, Trotman and Morrow, they, ha- they almost have to think they have to play a perfect game. Just, just stay in the lineup. Mm. You know, Morrow makes a, a bad mistake. Let's assume everyone's healthy here. Morrow gets into the lineup, makes a tough mistake, misses a few shifts, plays bottom pairing minutes at the most, and then all of a sudden now he's back in the press box for three, four, five, ten games. Then he gets back out there again, and he goes, oh, crap, I can't make that mistake again, and then makes a different mistake no. because he's too busy trying not to make one mistake. That, exactly. Boom. At this, point, at this point, he know what's a mistake happens. He knows it's over because he knows he's <clears throat> and he's going to be benched. Yeah. Yep. 
I almost would rather that they just pulled up Chiller at this point, just to inject a little bit more life into the defense. He's been playing pretty consistently, I think, down in Providence. So, you know, let him have a shot at the big leagues again. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not even exactly sure why he went down when he did, but I'd say you're kind of desperate. You really need to make something work. Yeah. <clears throat> well, see, that's it. And of the guys that are around, Cheller is one of the guys that we're almost guaranteed to have on the team next year, I would think. Yeah. Right? Like, who knows what they're going to do with Trotman and Morrow. You know, both are RFAs. I'm not entirely sure if either necessarily would want to re-sign with Boston at this point after the way they've been fucked around this season. For I, Deserved or not, I'm not even addressing that point. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm just saying, my quick interjection was that I'm not sure I want to see more Trotman. <clears throat> Trotman? I've seen Trotman when he looked really good in Providence, but he comes up here and he just... And, and he looked so good at the end of last season, though, playing next to yeah. next to Z and filling in for, for, for Dougie, right? But even when he's gotten a good run this season, it's been nothing there. Yep. Yeah. So Trotman, I- I'll write off Trotman now. Morrow, I think there's still hope, but he scares the fuck out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Either one of those guys would be a good 7D. Yeah. Where you plug well, and I play mean- him for a few games. Yeah, well, that's essentially what they both were. Yeah, <laughs> they were seventh and eighth because he went eight D, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really digging down into those uh, numbers, technically, it would be Morrow would be eight D because he has five less games played than Chapman. Both of them are under forty games right now, which is kind of well, shit for them. <laughs> they're both kind of in the same boat. That's all. You know exactly. Defense is weak. There was a lot of guys that were more experienced ahead of them, and both of them were on were waiver eligible. And at least at the start of the season, I don't think either would have made it through waivers. Certainly not Morrow. Probably not Trotman. Well, this was a really weird waiver season. There were people who, like last year, I remember people would just, they would they would clear waivers and it was not a problem. I mean, we saw Maxime Talbot, Hobojo, clear waivers many, many times. That's just because he doesn't have what a lot of teams are looking for. I did see him in Providence last night, by the way, and I took a picture for you, Jeff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But anyway, you know, we got Landon Ferraro on waivers. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good pickup, you know? Yeah, yeah Landon Ferraro is good. Yeah. I'm just saying that my experience hasn't been that we pick up too many things on waivers, but there have been a lot of people who, or we picked up Ferraro for one, but there have been other people on other teams that have been picked up because of different waiver situations. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I can only think of, since I followed closely, only three waiver pickups by the Bruins total. Mm-hmm. So that's since the cup season. And the other two were freaking Casper's Dow da- Gavins and, <laughs> and, and Corey Potter. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, no, he was a trade, wasn't he? No, no, he was a wa- he was a waiver pickup. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying it seems like a little bit of a weird situation this year. And I like the Ferraro pickup. He's a nice kid who can't seem to get away from the ghost of his father. Aww. His father is not a ghost. He's <clears throat> very. Anyway, hey, he scored goals at the games his dad was at. <laughs> Yeah, his dad, his needs, dad to needs to be in every goal game. Damn it! I mean, yeah, exactly. He's like, Sweetie, I'm gonna resign Landon Ferraro, hire Ray Ferraro away from TSN. Oh my god, he would be such a. For he can replace it. He can replace Emily Benjamin. Oh well, I was thinking that he could replace Blonde Reporter fifty nine sixty two dash seven. Sarah Davis. Is this one called? Yeah. Is this one called? It's like they're like replicants. <laughs> Bring back Naoko. Yeah, I miss Naoko. I, I know. Naoko was the best. <laughs> we all know that. I'll put her as a hashtag at the end. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I, I remember she liked one of my tweets a few months ago. 
because I was like, oh, Nayoko, I'm <laughs> glad to see you on CSN. And now if you could hear my Twitter voice, if I had a voice on Twitter, it would be like, ah! <laughs> I pitched. Dogs howling. Poor Julio. <laughs> it's like the, the, the uh, 147 characters, wherever the fuck it is, uh, version of Squee. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I have my girl moments, and that was one of them. It's okay. I'm a girl. Yeah, hey. It's fine. Is it fine? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Are you sure? Because the one time I had one around, you are like, um, okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we were having a perfectly fine time that you had to turn into a girl. I remind you that oh. I'm absurdly awkward. So, uh, I just... <laughs> what was that? I, I'm... I'm just a little awkward and really didn't really know how to handle it at the time because it kind of caught me off guard. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just teasing you about it. As long as not, we're not going to fight about it, it's fine. No. Um, Death rumble. Hey, I totally oh. showed you all that I got my fingers stuck in the bottle a couple of days later. So <laughs> This is true. Um, which was not my best moment ever, but okay. Um, now I've remembered that I probably shouldn't be so weird. <laughs> Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm fine. Okay. So, uh, we were just having a bitch fest about the Bruins, and they're sucking. Do you have anything to bitch about? I mean, just disappointed with their play overall. They've, I don't know, they they just need to win their last three games. If they win their last three games and make it to the playoffs, all the bitching and complaining about the poor play recently, it will go out the window. I'll bite my tongue. I'll be like, good, they made the playoffs. Very good. Awesome. If not, oh man, I'm just disappointed with everything. Defense, I think one thing that really was telling was I heard a quote from today where when Claude pulled Rask, he said he did the way his team was playing out there, he didn't want his number one goalie to have to deal with that. Like, yeah. that was, he does. He just want to pull, pull a Mario Tremblay did uh, on Patrick Watts what he's trying to avoid. <laughs> so like, <laughs> oh, yeah, God. It'd be really uncool for Tuka to come back and say, "I want to be traded." Jeez, then we 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 would be totally fucked. <laughs> oh, so 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 profoundly and horrifyingly fucked. That's that's that you just burn it to the ground then because there's nothing to do nothing to do about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Tim. I just wanted no. to sorry, Tim. show <laughs> that I actually understood that reference. I did understand that reference, right? Yes, you did. Okay. Yeah, I just I'm just disappointed with how they've played overall, especially today. I mean, being one of those one of the probably the biggest game yeah. that they've had all year and they just lay a goose egg to start out. They just the game was on at work. And I was kind of like going back and forth, taking calls and looking at this game. And I was just like, holy crap, what are they doing? Yeah, Detroit's off today and they didn't even capitalize on that. That was just really, really terrible. Especially after yesterday went the worst possible scenario for Bruins the day they weren't playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bruins, you fucking blew it. Fuck you, uh, fuck you, Ontario. Because fuck you, (laughs) Sens, and fuck you, Leafs. (laughs) For losing those games. (laughs) Yes, I know you're, you find yourself in a position where you have to trust the sensor the least to win games for you. You've painted yourself into a corner. Mm. Just like last year. It's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The world we live in. Mm-hmm. I think we, we're going to do a palate cleanser. We're going to move it to the main course, and we're going to talk about the seventh player award. Because we're feeling so happy and hopeful about the Bruins right now that we want to talk about the player that has exceeded expectations. For this season. 
I mean, I guess there have been people who have done that. Anyway, I'm feeling really negative. Let's talk about who's your pick for seventh player. Who wants to go first? Anthony, you go first. My pick is actually Brad Marchand. I thought he's he's exceeded my expectations this year. I'm trying to pull up some stats right now, but my phone's being ridiculous. Well, Um, he's got like six. Is it 36 goals 36 now? goals on the year, which is... 22-58, yeah. <laughs> which is career highs yep. in goals and points by... And this is where I'm trying to get that stupid stat, because I think it's by a minimum 10 goals. He's had an unbelievable year. We've yeah, been... he's been terrific. With the down year last year, coming off of the elbow surgery, you know, I didn't know how great he was going to be coming into this season. And he's just been terrific. He's been our best forward all year long. And he Holy got shit. married too on, on the in the off season, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, That's all these sometimes. things. His every his entire off season was super quiet. Yeah, but like, he's like he's just rocking it. Like all these things happened like after after. Oh yeah, by the way, Brad got married. Brad had elbow surgery. Brad's gonna kick ass. Brad's a parent now. <laughs> Brad Brad's has a, a kid. parent. Yeah, he's. It's not like well, his and his wife's kid, but I was like. Brad's an authority figure. He's a father figure. It's just weird. A stepchild is still a child. Of course, under your care. And he's true. Those thirty-six goals are actually his his most goals in any season, NHL, AHL, or in the queue. His highest goal goal series season of any kind before was in oh six oh seven with Valdor, where he got thirty-three goals. Hmm. So uh, it's just Brad's world. We're living in it. Look, I think we got ahead of the curve when we talked about him for a whole episode. I don't even remember what number it was, like six or seven or eight or I don't know. He's fabulous. I love him. I think it's a good pick. He's just amazing. I love Brad. I do, too. And he's very funny. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You know how it is. My, my, My feelings about the players themselves get tangled up with what they do. (laughs) <laughs> it's only eight goals more than his last, uh, than his next highest number. Yeah, but eight is pretty significant. Eight yeah, is, is significant, yeah. It's a big jump. And he's only two more games. To, he still play, And he played two more games than he has so far in that one season, in, the, right. in that 28-goal season, too. So, Yeah, I mean, that it's just amazing. It's just a really great total. And he's still got, how many games do we have left? We have four? Three. Three games Three. left. It's, he could still hit 40. It's possible. Well, I want it to happen. I really want it to happen. I just want him to go game by game and score more. That's all. So yes. if he gets to 40, that's great. But if he doesn't get to 40, I'm okay. Because every goal that he scores will be like like the most he's ever scored. Fair that's point. what I want. Absolutely. You know, plus, you know, it, it could help the Bruins actually win games. That's really big thing. Right Usually now. putting the puck in the back of the other team's net does that, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's break it down. More goals equal more wins. More wins equals playoffs. <laughs> QE motherfucking D. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought, like, you know, that time that we broke down Spooner's goals, I thought we needed to break it down a little further. <laughs> All right, I think that's a solid choice, Anthony. And actually, I agree with you. I was like racking my brain about this, and I was like, I really can't pick anybody but Brad. I just can't. Just, just love what he's been doing this year. Okay, who wants to join in? Does somebody else say something different? I'm going to start off with my mind might have just changed actually with that discussion. 
Okay, but... Thinking, but I was talking about who I was thinking before five minutes ago. Yes. Um, I've been saying Spooner for a while now. Spooner has been a very... He, he's had his flaws, his problems. He's, he's, he is... But he's what he is. He's been very, very good at it. We're looking at... He's at... What is it? 48 points right now on the season. After um, after having not played more than something like in the vicinity of 30 games in a season or less. I don't even have the numbers for previous seasons ahead of me. Huge difference on the power play. Solidify... Been a good center for that, that third line. Arguably better than Carl. And I love Carl. But it is what it is. And my other argument would have been... Is if he'd been called up earlier... Which, if he hadn't broken his jaw, probably would have. Chari, because Chari's just been just a delight to watch. He's not scoring, but he's the fourth line. It's not what he's there for. And he's way more expected than some random, unheralded, late-signing college free agent would have been. Okay, when you said the broken jaw thing, I was like, wait a minute, Spooner broke his jaw? And yeah. I, I, no, what I was saying is, I thought I, about it, it's like, if Chari was called up earlier, he would be a strong candidate as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. If he didn't come up until the deadline, I think that that kind of scratches him from, from candidacy. There's... But, there's yeah, there's what he's done has been compelling. Oh no, I love Chari, but I think we need to see more. Yes, oh, yeah. I agree. As I said, I said if he'd been called up earlier, there'd be there'd be definitely be a strong discussion. But anyway, so back in that case, prior to starting this conversation, my pick was Spooner. But yeah, it's hard to vote against Brad. And you know, you think ah. like sometimes you think seventh player award, and you're not thinking about somebody who's like already solidified on the first or second line, but. Man, I didn't expect 36 goals, and I I love Brad Marchand. I just and and who knows how many more he'll score. So so he's I think he's a very solid choice. And if he doesn't get it, he doesn't get it. But that's I yeah. that's who I think it really should be. But um, getting back, I just want to say one thing about the fourth line. Yeah, most of the time I don't care about the fourth line. I'm really pretty excited about this fourth line right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but I need to see more. You know, um, so we have a few more games, but I, I I hope that this fourth line, as it is right now, isn't really broken up. Well, I know that right now we have uh, who is it that's slotting? It's in? Griff. It, it's Griff right now. Griff. Right. Well, at least two thirds of that fourth line that's happening right now, and who knows? Maybe Griff will stick around. But I, I like the fourth line, so I'm not so down on them at all. But Achari, we'll see more from him next year, and maybe he'll be the seventh player next year. Yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. Or maybe Landon Ferraro. You never know. Okay, so Kate or Tim, come on, duke it out. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I got it. I, wa- I, got I wanted it. I've a got... fight. Okay, <laughs> Tim, you suck. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. No. Not a Tim agrees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, no, Tim, you don't suck. And secondly, no, Kate, it's not a cat fight. You got a fight fight. Jesus. Over on the internet, over the internet. Okay, Tim's Tim. in Maine and she's in California. How's that possible? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, like, like. Wrap okay. off your hat. And, like drunken Irishman. Is that what you're talking here? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Kate and Tim are right next to each other on my thing, so it's like. Oh, Anthony. Yeah, there we go. That was perfect. That's what I wanted to see. You said no cat fight, though. And I was just. Like, that wasn't a cat fight. You slapped him. <laughs> I mean, you could punch him. Tim's facial expression is perfect. Like, I'm not putting up with this. <laughs> so Tim, funny. Tim, Tim, Tim's like, Tim, Tim's like Tim, I wonder if I could go trip the power again. Tim, <laughs> Tim you, you can, go, you can punch her, her back. It's not next. real. You can hit her here. It's okay. It's not real. I'm, I'm all about her. peace. Oh, <laughs> Fucking peace, Nix. Okay, fine. Kate, you win. Go. All right. I would like to say, I think... 
you know, Spooner is a good choice. Um, and Brad Marchand, I think, has already won the seventh player award. And I think because I think, you know, he's having an incredible season, but I think we're expecting him to do that. I I really do think like, you know, no, what? I wasn't. You weren't, ex- I mean, not expecting him to do that, but expecting him to step up and contribute and that sort of thing. Remember, his, his previous seventh player was his rookie, was, was, was 10-11, when he started out as call-up to the fourth line and climbed that's, to the first line. Well, that's let's, true. No, no, let's let Kate finish her point, and then... And then you can jump on me. <laughs> yes. You can tell her how wrong she is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do it to each other all the time. <laughs> I... I Valeski for seventh player because I think he's shown up every single game he's played and I know he's not like a scoring machine but he has just you know he does the right things when he's on the ice except for I think like today he did not do one of the right things and he got a goal scored on him but that was pretty bad but generally speaking I think he's been a pretty strong candidate for this year's seventh player award because he has come up um you know, and just done his job like day in, day out, and he's been pretty solid for I us. I think he's been exactly the player he was advertised as, though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well just about less goals, but the same, same, approximately the same number of points. I think. Yeah, I, I don't really see him breaking out mm. from what we expected him to do, and okay. I think that it kind of. I don't know. Just like expecting him to do I mean, like absolutely nothing. I guess he is five points ahead of you where he was last year. Actually, yeah. Well, there he you said go. Thirty-seven points versus tw- versus thirty-two. Uh huh. Uh, all those five extra with fifteen, twenty-two, and thirty-seven. Uh huh. He's been great. I love Matt Bolesky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think he's exactly what we were to- more or less exactly what we were told to expect him to be. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, is more than I expect him to actually be. Right. But <laughs> well, he did overcome a couple of things here. One, he had to come back. Uh, he had to come to this team and kind of just start from scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not as easy as just taking a player and inserting them somewhere and yeah. they're going to be the exact same person. So it took him a little time to develop some chemistry. And then, you know how we talked about that chemistry of the third line that doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> he's you know, been everywhere. He's ping-ponged around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I think he's played each of the the top 3 lines at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah, um, it wasn't much and, yeah. he didn't play much with Bergie, but he did a little bit like two I, games. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, wasn't Marshy out or something like that? No, nope. might have been, who also Marshy was in for a few. They were Marshy and Bergie were broken up for like a game for like reasons that didn't really make sense and didn't work. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to try try to play with those things in the middle of the season, and it's okay. Uh, Claude knows what he's doing, and if it didn't work, then you put it back, right? So mm-hmm. right. he did. I'm yes. not criticizing. So, so I, I do have a serious question for Kate, though. Yes. Yeah. How much of your choice of Mabelski's seventh player award? Have to do with Carl. <laughs> you know what? I did not want to do that. I, to, I did not say that, but I wanted to definitely clarify that it has nothing to do with him owning a bulldog. See, because using that reasoning, you should be like splitting your vote between him and Krug. Because Fenway's adorable. Oh, Fenway's adorable. Oh my goodness. Oh good. I love Fenway. Love you guys suck. <laughs> no. No, we don't because we know you. And this is how you are sometimes. I mean, I'm just teasing. Nothing to do with Carl. Nothing geez, at all. Jeez, I own a dog and I'm kind of crazy for my dog, but man, I'm not picking anybody based on their dog. My dog <laughs> is best. So, can I tell you as an aside, like, I did, like um, best dog. 
You know what? Everybody has the best dog. Everybody has the best dog. I don't think I shared this with you guys, but I was like on what was it? Bumble for like a week or two for like like this online dating app. And, you know, you just see these pictures and like maybe a small amount of information about them. And I realized that I was saying like, OK, I like this guy, especially more when they had a picture of them with their dog. And I was pretty much like, OK, I'm not really wanting to meet this guy, maybe, but I would like to hang out with the dog. It's kind of really sad. And I think I just stopped with that after I realized that. You know what? They totally should have a dating app that is based on your animals. Yeah, fair, I do. I do. I might be the only guy on Tinder that awards bonus points for girls who have pictures of them with their cats. Yeah, really? Oh. Probably the only guy on Tinder anywhere, actually. For most guys, <laughs> that's probably a negative check. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, like, oh my were... god, that dog is so cute. <laughs> Not dogs, though, just cats. Mostly cats, yeah. I'm, I, I, I don't dislike dogs, but I, I am a cat person. Man. I just can't win. No, it's okay. I don't need to do that. Um, Julio's awesome. I love Julio. I love Julio. <laughs> Julio is very sweet. He's a good boy. No, no. Anyway, uh, I I was wondering about that, but I wasn't going to be the asshole to ask. About <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't think Anthony's an asshole for asking. That is a very fair question. I, I would have said something earlier, but I stupidly didn't think I had to. <laughs> Man, but Kate, would you ever tell us if we were being an asshole? Would I? Yes. Maybe, depending on how bad it was, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm really annoyed. Okay. <laughs> That's not as well. Like, it just don't worry. slips out of my head and my mouth so easily. Um, okay. All right. So, uh, so we have Spooner is in the mix with Brad. We have Boleski. I'm interested to see what Tim's going to say. Um, I'm actually going to go with someone that actually hasn't been mentioned for the award yet. Someone who I think, despite the goals, I think has exceeded my expectations this year. I'm going with Tori Krug. I think with his ice time, his ice time is up about two or two and a half minutes from last year. I think he's played very well on a consistent basis. I think he had two more assists today, which means he has 38 on the year, which means he does have 41 points total, giving him a career high there. And I also think that as long as he plays in the next three games, he'll also have a career high for games played. Um, the most he's played in the season is 79. So if he plays in the next three, he'll be in uh, 81 games, which is something you want from uh, from a defensive group that's lacked consistency all year. I think he's been kind of that consistent cog there day in and day out. And so I would definitely go with Tory Krug. Okay. Yeah, I had even thought of Krug. He has definitely been, over the course of the season, been our second best defenseman all year. <clears throat> and that exceeded my expectations by, by far. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like uh, defensemen get a lot of love in these situations, you know? So mm-hmm. it's an interesting, it's an intriguing choice to choose a defenseman, for sure. I mean, I, know... I didn't even pick a defenseman, for God's sakes, and I love defensemen. <laughs> and I know it's going to be unpopular because our defense has been so terrible. That's one thing that I think, despite the terrible play, he's just kind of been bright for the team. Oh, yeah. Well, he's been a bright this, spot for sure. This for is sure. a fan vote. You yeah. never know how people are going to go. And I, I'm of the firm belief that when Krug finally scores a goal, you know, just the you know bomb from the point or wrist shot up in the slot on the power play, and it's clean, no deflections or anything like that, the floodgate's going to open for him. 
and he's gonna score a thousand in like three games. <laughs> nice. I'm only exaggerating by like three or four goals though. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you have to go through your forty years in the desert mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you score a goal. Yeah. That's right. This is character building for him. Excellent. So <laughs> so here's the thing about he if he was shooting at his at his career average prior to the season mm-hmm. of, of about six uh, percent. He would have 15 goals on the season, yep. which would be a career high because he's had a shit ton of shots. Um, it's just he's got so wildly, horribly snake bitten. So my point being is he's just, you know, he needs to stick a new horseshoe up his ass or something. I don't know. Um, the one that's there is worn out. <laughs> Message to Tory crew. Do not put a horseshoe up your ass. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that would probably be more pra- that would probably be the more pragmatic approach. But if we're going to work with expressions and idioms, then <laughs> in fact, all <laughs> listeners, please do not put a horseshoe up your ass. Jeez. <laughs> hey, don't try this at home. That's all we're saying. Okay, so so snake bitten. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, I I told you guys earlier, I would be more than happy to go over to Willing, Wilmington every day and set up those little stupid target things so that people can have some accuracy. God damn it. With their shots. That's all I'm saying. Contact yeah, have, me, Bruins. I have a real troll job uh, proposal. Someone uh, off the board person that, that could actually be not completely out of line as a candidate for seventh player. And it would cause the entire... Bruins hockey world to probably commit mutual suicide. Kevin Miller? Kevin Miller has played far above the level that we no <laughs> no one expects Kevin Miller to be this season. He's still not good. But compared to what we expect Kevin Miller to be, he's been way above that. You, you know, know I heard Cosby had- paid to say this, but I it's true. Somebody you know on what? Twitter earlier said that like they were going to say like we would miss the presence of Kevin Miller now that he was out and um I can't put my finger on why, but I agree with that statement. Well, he okay. is, uh, regardless, the best of the three physical stay-at-home defensemen yeah. in 2015-16. Yeah. Which, considering how unpleasant it is to watch Kevin Miller most nights, <laughs> is uh, shocking. But considering the competition at present, Seidenberg mm-hmm. has not been great this season. McQuaid has not been great this season. Whereas Miller has been good enough this season. Yeah. All right. We had an interesting conversation about this last night between Stripes and Phony, Intention Weidenberg, my husband, and uh, Smith Chuck. I love Smith Chuck. Anyway, we had a really interesting conversation about this last night about how Kevin Miller is fine if you place him in the role that he should be playing. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and actually, most of the time, McQuaid is good in that. Uh, well, He's serviceable in that role. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that McQuaid has been doing some different things this year that have made, uh, that have been kind of successful and kind of not. He's still, I guess if you look at it uh, for the money and the fact that he was signed when Dougie was traded and they kind of tried to pass that off as like a positive thing. 
<laughs> we have a lot of negative associations with that. But when yeah. you ask them to do things that are outside their normal realm of stay-at-home defenseman stuff, they don't do very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's exactly. all. The problem sense. is not necessarily with any of those three players. The problem is that we have all three of them. Well, I'll take that back. I'm sorry. Seidenberg has been bad by any measure, even in any role this season. But bottom line <laughs> is we don't we don't need – we shouldn't have all three of those players. And that's the, that's the core problem. It's not it's necessarily like anyone of their redundancy and the fact that they do make up a massive portion of our experienced defense. It would be better if both of those, if all three of those players had some sort of puck moving offensive style defenders. Seidberg at his best was with Colin Miller. McQuaid at his best with Tory Krug. Uh, Kevin Miller at his best with Krug. So. Yeah, the problem is, is one of the three tends to have to play with Chara. Right. And and lately it's been McQuaid and it's not working. Well, Lyle's with, with uh, Chara today. Chara just, you know what? Chara's really fallen off. Well, again, Chara, even worse this season, there's just been too much ask of Chara. I think yeah. with the right cast around him, Chara is still a top pairing defenseman. There is no, I don't think there's much room for debate there. The problem is, is even more so than in past seasons, he doesn't have the right cast to allow him to play the appropriate amount of minutes. He can still take the competition, just not the, it's not the time on ice. Yeah, he can't. Be he has, he has a rather too. severe case of being thirty-eight. Yeah, but it is. Well, he's thirty-nine. <laughs> so that's even worse. Even worse. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, because we all know that you fall off a cliff when you're forty and you die. You burst. We're talking about pro flames. sports here. So in this context, yes. Unless no, you're, no, unless, unless, you're, unless you're Jeremy or motherfucking Yager, yeah. <laughs> Who will never get into the Hall of Fame because he will never stop playing hockey. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be in the Hall of Fame. I think he just wants to be the best of all time. You know what? They'll probably do what they did for Lemieux and Gretzky. They'll probably express Landon when he finally does retire. I mean, wait a minute. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Pronger in the Hall of Fame or going into the Hall of Fame and he's not quite retired and he's It's still... because he hasn't played in three. Had, it's three seasons from your last played if you're not going to play again. It's okay. And I think it was bullshit. They should have just waited on it. Yeah. But it didn't. I... I mean, you know, in, in pro football, there's a rule. You retire and five years later. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's three here, and uh, they fucked it up before because they, they expressed length with Mario Lemieux in, in, in 97, mm-hmm. and he retired very briefly and then came back and played a shitload more seasons. Yeah. Mm. Um, have any so- of you guys voted for seventh player? Like, have you actually casted a vote? Has it, is it still open or is it closed I, now? No, it closed I, like two or three weeks ago. Oh, did it? Okay. No, I, I voted like once. I think I didn't really vote at all if I did, you know, but I think I might have yeah, just voted. I, 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 voted, I voted the year Pae should have won and then he didn't and I, I became jaded. Uh, uh, <laughs> I voted once two seasons ago. Okay, I think was there was a time. That was consecutive years actually because the previous year Chris Kelly definitely should have won it and it went to Tyler second because he was so pretty. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like, I remember stuffing the ballot box with uh, for Yager because I thought that would have been hysterical. But <laughs> I forget what year that was. Was that the year that Paye should have won? Yeah, because Paye had a killer season for a fourth-line wing that I year. I liked Paye, yeah. Who won that but, year? Dougie. Was it Dougie? It was Dougie. I looked huh. it up the other day. It was uh, the twenty, the 2012-2013 season, and it was truncated, of course, to 48 games. Yeah. So that's the year that, that Yager would have been there. Yeah, that was yeah, the year exactly. that I should have won. Yeah, and that's okay. the year they went to the final. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God. Yeah. So yeah, it was Dougie, and I went looking at that. And I was like, Dougie, really? <laughs> so I remember there was think- one year where like like uh, Patrice swept all of the awards that they give out that night because we only hear about the seventh player award, but yeah. there are all these other little. Awards. It was the year before that? I think cause that year he got jobbed by Caves, who didn't deserve the Selkie that year. No, I think it's like Bruins awards. 
Oh, She's talking okay. about Bruins Awards. Like, yeah. I forget what, but oh my goodness. No, I was just thinking about that because I just remember thinking, like, I think the last year, what was it? It was Pasta, and then it was, like, Dougie or Tyler Sagan. It's just, like, I was just trying to think, like, who's going to win this year? Like, who would, like, all, like, the 13-year-olds think is really, really cute this year? That would probably on the Bruins. Up, on the Bruins, yes, that would probably make him the uh, seventh player award nominee because somebody just hit submit, you submit, know, submit. I don't think he should get it based on number of games played, but I could see a lot of votes. People put having casted a lot of votes for Vitrano, perhaps. But yeah, but uh, I don't think it's a good pick. No, I think like no, next I year people would just like do Atari. Krug or something. I think like he would. That's be why I actually think Spooner's very likely. Yeah, yeah, but every teenage girl knows that he has unfortunate hair. <laughs> and, and importantly, they don't know he's a LARPer. If they did, I was going to say, the kiss of death for it. Hey, teenage girls, I want to tell you that LARPers are more adventurous in more ways than you know. Yeah, that wasn't me trying to condemn LARPers. That was just, you know, rolling with the, the gym. No, I, I'm just saying, don't <laughs> discount LARPers. <laughs> I don't have any experience with this at all. <laughs> it's so unfortunate we're talking about ryan spooner in that context i'm just i, I just don't want to think about that. <laughs> i'm not talking about ryan spooner in that context i'm saying larpers in general <laughs> all i said about spooner is he has unfortunate hair that's it yeah. you know what some of us have awesome hair some of us have unfortunate hair and most of us are in between right if I were a teenage girl voting for somebody on this team, I'm having a hard time with this. I don't know. I'd probably go with Landon Ferraro. He's got nice yeah. eyes. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice, even level, decent looking guy. Okay, I can roll with that. Yeah, he's got nice eyes. And without that beard, you know, a little cleaner cut, he's kind of cute. I'd probably go with that. You know what I mean? If that is an avo- uh, available choice. Yeah, sure. Okay, I feel really <laughs> icky and weird now. Um, <laughs> uh, because I think he is yet another one who's literally, um, like, I'm literally old enough to be his mom. So yeah, no, uh, I understand that. That's just weird. Like, just like, um, actually, to be fair though, I mean, like, if you're going from that, it's probably Lyles. Um, oh, if you're not oh. Uh, besides Bergy, of course. <laughs> oh well, no, Lyles is what thirty five. He's I also guess, a very handsome man. <laughs> well, you know, it's age appropriate. <laughs> I got to see him up close and personal this past oh, week. Um, and while I agree at certain angles, he looks pretty good. At other angles, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm looking at his, his team photo right now, and he does. He looks like a, a Patrick Sharp light. So hmm. that, that's a... That's a well, that's I, a doubt, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I, this year I haven't liked... Patrick Sharp as much, but uh, <laughs> in the past, I've definitely liked him, especially when he did spreads for GQ in suits, of course. He looked pretty good. Um, uh, okay, this is really weird, and I don't think I want to continue on with no, this. No, let's except... not do this anymore. That's no, okay. <laughs> Although, you know, Lyles is okay and stuff, but he doesn't have those eyes that Johnny Boychuk has, and there we go. There, That's all, that's all there is to it. Um, Alright. So, I already did kind of a pseudo introduction for for bare necessities, so we're just gonna go right into bare necessities. It's three of you, and one of you is gonna go, and I'm gonna pick 
Timmy first, because you looked at your phone. Absolutely. What I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm sticking with the uh, flavored ginger ale mm-hmm. um, because I enjoy it. And I'm going to go ahead and stick with that. Um, yeah, just I have dry grape and I have raspberry, so we'll go with those. All right, you're out of dry cranberry. Yes, I did. So, okay. Go with that. It's pretty good. How was the dry cranberry? I liked it. Um, I've I've liked the cranberry, the grape. I've liked the raspberry. Those are the ones that I've mainly had. A lot. There's also been I can't find it anymore. I've only found it found it this winter was a blackberry as well. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, we didn't get that down here at all. Do you like seltzers? A little bit, yeah. You should find the Polar Seltzer Blueberry Lemonade. It's okay. out down here. Okay, so it's got to be out in other places in New England. It is good. Um, it's one of those things that, A, you, you can't, you're drinking it, and it's like, it's, it, it's sweet in a, in a way. It's got this nice blueberry flavor and this nice um, lemon flavor, but it doesn't have any sweeteners or anything. It's just the flavoring. Oh. In the seltzer. So it's like, it's no calorie or anything. It's just, they've done a really great job with the flavoring. So you should try that. I like that. It's so great on its own with just some ice. Perfect. I will. That sounds good. All right. Just trying to expand your horizons. I've been kind of like telling everybody about blueberry lemonade seltzer. Yeah, that is good stuff. I think we had it last summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> Okay, who wants to go next? Duke it out. Got one person. Oh! <laughs> Jeff wins because he knew which direction to go. Go for it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, while I've been recording, I was drinking uh, Tadamagush Brewing Co. Company, uh, North Shore Lagerdale. It's nice. Um, but I, I probably won't drink during the Detroit game because I'll just be too at nerves. Um... um and uh, we close off on a on a matinee on uh, on, on on Friday Saturday rather uh, against the Sens. That wouldn't make might make that more interesting. I might pick up some Caesar mix because uh, <laughs> it seems like a good idea. Ew! Uh, don't we have a Canes game in between? Oh, you is, is, is it Tuesday? It. If it's yeah, Tuesday, I then I don't even need to mention it. <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. I have a social life. It's weird, I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, supposed yeah. to have a social life. You're a Bruins fan. Oh god. Um, okay, so yes, it is on Tuesday night. I keep forgetting about the game. That's why I keep saying it. I know. All I'm thinking about is the the Detroit game. That's all I am thinking about. Well, it seems to be the most important one. But honestly, I think if we don't even win that game on Tuesday, I don't think we have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Well, as I, as I said earlier, we can hypothetically lose one of the other games. But we, if Detroit, A, Detroit loses everything, and B, we have to win that game specifically, no matter what. There is yeah. no scenario that doesn't involve us winning that game. Yes. So I, I just say, let's just make it easy. Win all the games, unless you're stupid <laughs> bunch of stupid heads <laughs> indeed <laughs> all right so um and uh, by the way i hope you're not a nail chewer that's not a good thing oh god yeah i am well he said <laughs> no no i was saying to jeff because he said he's not gonna he might not drink on that one game 
He should have a backup plan that doesn't involve chewing his nails. What? Heroin it is. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a big leap. leap. And that escalated quickly. Yes. Thanks Bruins. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, Kate, Our listeners, I will not be doing heroin on Thursday night. No. <laughs> do not. He do will just say no. Oh my God. Um, I haven't really thought about it much, but, you know, granted how the season is looking, I could probably end up buying a large gallon of Rocky Road ice cream and dumping some vodka into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, you need to keep that open as a, as a fail-safe on Saturday. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's how oh, we could end up, we could go into Saturday with nothing. Anyway. <laughs> I did not have to break it out during the trade deadline, so I might just, you know, I might just do it for the last game of the year. Or the Detroit game. Or maybe even tomorrow. I don't know. Um, tomorrow's just Monday, right? Yeah, yeah but it's still, Monday. I'm just like, thinking about it. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know. For the most part, Mondays are just kind of... Uh, I've got a bunch of shit i got to do for Monday. But... Oh, my God. You know what? I Tuesdays, I think Jeff might have been the one who said that Tuesdays are way worse than Mondays. They certainly have been at least... No one has expectations for you at work on Mondays, usually, because they're having a rough time, too. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesdays are just, like, they're just, like, soul-crushing, even more so. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you... Mondays, you're just coming. You're, you're still, you're still have to have some buzz, has to have some groove left from the weekend. Uh-huh. By Wednesday, you got a rhythm going for the week. Thursday and Friday, you can start looking forward. There is nothing look look forward to or back to it Tuesday. That is true. It is. It's like it, it's like its own island. It's like Nightmare Island or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that did not escalate, but that just you know took a detour somewhere. Sorry, VA. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I'll be honest. Most of my days kind of blur together with how um, same they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, that's what happens when you're kind of retired until you find something else. So, um, yeah, I have like housework every day. I did housework today. I mean, it's not exciting. <laughs> Don't get me right. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So we'll cut that out. And then, yes, my own um, thing. I bought some beer. I went to New Hampshire and I bought beer this year, year, uh, this week. And that was kind of fun because, uh, one, I usually don't travel over state lines to go get beer. Uh, two, bound down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, wasn't that song done by Jerry Reed? Yeah, who's also yeah. in the movie. He's, uh, he's Snowman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're t- is that Smoking the Bandit? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of the TV show that was called East Found Down, and I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did love that, that series as a, as a kid. We watched Smoking the Bandit a lot. And the Cannonball Run, yes. Oh, jeez. So anyway, yes. So I went to New Hampshire, uh, just over the line, I went to this place and I got the okay beer, which I found out I'm not okay with because <laughs> I um, have some kind of weird reaction to it. Oh. So um, either, you know, um, somebody else will drink that. I think that's what's going to happen. It's too too bad because, you know, there's this like little picture on it with a, it looks like it's a milkshake with a, a goat. 
and my milkshake does not bring all the goats to the yard. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I got for that. Oh my god. Now, was that off the cuff or did you have that planned? No, no. I actually said that on New Year's or the day after New Year's when we first had this beer and we were taking a look at the we were like all studying the can, right? Because, you know, I had two Polish people with me and they were like, Wow, this is really amazing. So it's Susanna Hofsky right there. Just let me see Susanna Hofsky. Oh God. <laughs> okay. And then there's that. the the goat with what looks like a milkshake. And I said, My milkshake brings to the all the goats to the yard and then um we all had a good laugh about it. So oh, no, God. it's not off the cuff, but it is something I came up with. So I can redo it. It's fine. Um so anyway, yeah, so I can't drink that. But I did buy something I have a hard time finding around here. Sam Adams cherry wheat. Ooh. Very basic. Well, I mean, because it's Sam Adams, you would think it would be ubiquitous around here, but it's, this one's hard to find. I love cherry wheat because it is a wheat beer and I tend to like wheat beers a lot. They're very light and they go down easily and it's cherry. It's like got this like little bit of cherry flavor to it that isn't um, too bad. So it just kind of accentuates it and makes it easy Mm. to go down. Um, And I downed a Golson this uh, Golson oh god a Molson <laughs> this week that was just like it was pretty bad but it's like I just drank it so fast so at uh, cuts for a cause and that was kind of fun yeah uh, I don't drink that much but uh, I, I might drink that or I might um, just go with water and heroin so no <laughs> no heroin <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm the Bruins are, are going to do what they're going to do. And I'm at the point where I'm just tired. I just want them to make up their minds uh, <laughs> in the playoffs, not in the playoffs, win the games, don't win the games, just do it. I'm tired. That's it. Um, it's mostly checks out. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, it's like, I, I can't do the roller coaster anymore. Uh-huh. I don't want to do the roller coaster anymore. So whatever. Gotcha. No. Um, I'm tired. It's a long season. Um, mm-hmm. But I do want them to be in the playoffs because it's fun to have that happening. So Yeah. So anyway, um, I think that's pretty much our show, unless we have anything else we want to talk about. No. <laughs> I don't think we're good. Yeah. Till next time. All right. Next time, I have no idea what's going on. There could be something really special. There could not. I don't know. We'll give another bitch fest. We'll find out in a few days, and then you'll find out a few days uh, later. That's right. awesome. <laughs> um, so, we can be found on SoundCloud uh, on Barely, uh, at Barely on Topic. Yes. Uh, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Uh, we have our Facebook page, which is Barely on Topic. Our Twitter page, or Twitter handle, is Barely on Topic. Or at Barland Topic, I should say. Um, you can find us, the people that you might want to talk to eventually, um, at bobbydebergie.com. You know how to spell it at this point. Or not. And, uh, lost him. Anyway, uh, anything else I missed? I don't know. No. <clears throat> Did you listen to the playoff, Carol? Not yet. No, I have. I've kind of, I have got to listen to it. <laughs> Did you listen to it, Jeff? No. No. <laughs> okay. So 
that's all getting cut out anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Tim? He's Tim gone. is gone. He had to take a call. You know what? I'm just going to insert his probably not and what the fuck. There we go. Why not? <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Um, okay, so uh, that's it. Word, Oop. whatever. Word. Word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was bizarre. That was actually a really fun episode um, to record, at least. Yeah. It's probably a chaotic, it'll probably be really chaotic to listen to. But... 